Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. You'll have to excuse my co-host today. He is coming in unexpectedly hot. (laughs) Angry. Not happy with these young bucks and the bad movie takes they bring to the table. Comes in as triggered as I have seen him. Following a fishbowl debate that I've, again, never have seen him this anger before. And we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to some other sports talk. We still have team week going on. ECU is the feature college football program in the Carolinas this week. At 1 o'clock, we'll go to the offense and discuss just how many times we think the Pirates can score this year without Holton Aylers as their starting QB. (laughs) We have the Y at the beginning of the R because Fitty liked it and he decided to download it and use it as a sounder this week. That is going to be the theme. I also have a new one I downloaded this morning. All right, so we've just got pirate sounds all over the place. I do want to get to Wes. How are you doing following the fishbowl debate? I'm doing all right, man. It's just, you know, that's that's probably the first time I've pulled rank of age on uh, some younger cat. No, you went, you went, oh, you're under 30? Your opinion is irrelevant. I did. You definitely did that. So we've talked about this scene before. (laughs) I'll set it up real quickly. Drew, who comes in... You've heard him before. Has the wildest <laughs> takes. We're radio professionals, and yet it is Drew who comes in as the Gen Z giant who has the most wild like takes that. of all time. Okay, and he comes in and gives us a new one every single day, unapologetically. Gives us new wild takes. You've heard this on our show. You've heard it with Kyle Bailey. He joined Kyle Bailey one time, right? So every once in a while, he'll trigger us. Fiddy will get triggered with some tennis, some. Lack of respect for baseball takes, maybe some Coach K thoughts that he has. He got me one time with KG being overrated. That's the one that triggered me because I love Kevin Garnett. But today, he got Wes (laughs) Bryant. Angry as I've ever seen him following a take. And it was that Tom Cruise is a system player. Yeah, That, That Tom Cruise is only as considered as good of an actor as he is because Mission Impossible is fail-proof. You could put any action, you could put any actor that is a part of action movies into that franchise and it would still be fire and that Tom Cruise is not a great actor. And Wes, I knew as soon as he spewed that take, you were going to come to Tom Cruise's defense. I just didn't realize it was going to trigger you as much as it did. Listen, man, Tom Cruise is one of the last great movie stars left and I'm excited. It's Mission Impossible Week. My favorite YouTube movie uh, critic Grace Randolph came on the other day and said that this movie is a masterpiece and it's one of the greats of greats. And I know the last Mission Impossible was absolute fire. It had me squeamish some of the stuff that they were doing, fighting on cliffs and different things like that, man. And and Tom Cruise has always been my guy when you talk about the swag, the charisma. You know what I'm saying? It was not this measure to the fishbowl, by the way. Yeah, it was was not. not. I, I started getting fired up, man, because then Fiddy... 
he and Fitty started talking about the first Top Gun, and I just told them they weren't qualified to speak on it, man. They were talking about how bad it is. I said, you're too young to talk about Top Gun, man. Like, listen, you weren't around during the times when it hit. You just don't understand the impact on the culture. So I said, mm. I just can't. I can't get with you on that. Well, and usually Fitty will get triggered in some of this stuff, <laughs> but he also, I think... Usually he is the one that will bring serious takes to the table, but he realized that there was this rare position of power where he was not the one going overboard <laughs> in an absolute. But he area. added in, though. Yeah, he did, and he was the one. You kind of agree? Yeah, with he Drew, tagged in and called him, but really overrated. But I don't, I don't know how much you really agree. I think you were just trying to get Wes riled up, and it worked. I mean, there was some to that, but like now, do I believe he's a top tier <laughs> actor? No, I, I, I truly don't. I love him in the firm that's probably my favorite tom cruise role he's good in a few good men and and we got to bring up west colin rank isn't that the best way to admitting you're losing the argument no because like once you revert to that like you know you're you're just not old enough so my, my, my opinion's better i'll admit it's not a great look but at that mm. time you're just so mad you got to come up and it's not like west didn't have great takes i'm not trying to tell you that but you get to the point where you're so mad you don't care you're willing to go into that neighborhood <laughs> and you go skip bayless on someone and that's what west did with the tom cruise stuff yeah, what's man. funny is drew comes in with such a broad topic what are the best movies of all time? Just the broadest of topics right. ever. Yeah, it started very nice and civil. Which is a great topic to get people angry immediately. Yeah. But we had actually tossed around a few movies that had a pretty good consensus, a few good men. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, a few good men is great. You know, I've got this one, Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump, is that a two Americas thing? No, I think both sides, all demographics, mm -hmm. we like Forrest Gump. And then I made the comment that we were all getting along very well, and then he gave the take about Tom Cruise being Robert Ory, a system player, only having championships because of Kobe and Shaq, yeah, and that's when Wes decided, for the next 40 minutes, by the way, <laughs> long debate, 40 minutes, those two went at it, and Drew eventually left at like uh, 10.45, or 11.45. Yeah, man, because the, the Mission Impossible series, you can't be a part of a franchise for seven films and you be a system player. Tom Cruise is Ethan in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> is what makes Mission Impossible dope amongst other things. And then I brought up other movies that were great that he did as of recent, whether you talk about American Made or Edge of Tomorrow, or even you go back to Last Samurai, you brought up Collateral. Collateral's so like, great. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. I was like, don't don't come in here talking about Collateral that. effort, you know? I just said he's it's one so of the, bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the last of the stars. And then Fiddy says stuff like that that jumps in and the room is just in shambles. Uh, it was. It was amazing. I wish people could see the chaos and I apologize if it's a little too chaotic to lead the show with, but it was it was a part of the pre-show meeting. That's all it was. We didn't really talk about we like ACU. We got that at one o'clock. Yada yada. Tom Cruise's system player. Boom! A bomb goes off in the fishbowl. We got some text rolling in on the text line seven zero four. Get on the text line, nerd. Seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. That is Shroppy making fun of me when I texted Colin rather than texting into the text line. Coach Polly said Tom is a five foot nut. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, to be honest with you. Not yeah, that now, it's I, you know, off the off the film, yeah. I don't agree with everything uh, that he does. <laughs> yeah. I will say that. That's right. Uh, Cam tweets things, said Tom is top 25 all time. I'll give you that, Wes. Top 25, do you feel like that's disrespect? Yeah, man. All time, that's I disrespect. mean, it depends on what category you want to go in. If you want to go action stars or whatever mm -hmm. is the case. But if you go top 25 all time, I think that is pretty good company. Uh, no, it is. I, that's yeah. why I was asking you. Yeah. I didn't know if you found that as respectful or disrespectful. Ray Ray said Tom Cruise, all caps, is an overrated actor. I know you're not going to take that. 
Uh, number one troll mm. said, when I say old, I mean young. Jerry Maguire, a few good men. Old Tom Cruise was really good. Is yeah. what saying. An American geologist said that MI2 killed the franchise, but Cruise is a great actor, especially in Tropic Thunder. I said, then why are they on seven? I said, but MI2 was trash because I have gone back because I wanted to see them all. I saw the last three, so I want to go back and watch the first three. Mission Impossible 2 that John Woo did was absolute garbage. It started okay. out good, but it was garbage. Now, I don't know how they got past that one. Now, I've seen multiple <laughs> Mission Impossibles. I've not seen all of them. I've seen three. I saw the first one. I think I saw like four or five and really liked it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know which one it the was. The last one was phenomenal. Yeah, people really like it. And I, I like the first one as well. Uh, Minority Report, Russell in Vermont writes that in. Yeah. Uh, Coach, we, we have Tom Cruise takes to lead off the show. It's fantastic. <laughs> Tom it was Cru- Mission Impossible week. It's apropos. That's, that's true. Uh, Coach Jeff said Tom Cruise plays the same character in every movie. Dry, mm. stone face, pragmatic hairstyle. I don't entirely disagree. It well, watch American ha- Made, though. That's what I would tell you. Okay. Go watch American Made. He has an accent, all that stuff. <laughs> he has an accent. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of Tom Cruise opinions rolling in here uh, that we can get to. And then we talked about the best movies of all time. You know, Z wrote in The Dark Knight, which was also mentioned in The Fishbowl. Do we have to go take care of Tom Cruise catalog stuff like we do with Last Chance You? Or can we? Do we need to go with Last Chance You first, and then go yeah, watch y'all Tom need to Cruise? get on Last Chance You before the summer's out, especially being that we have a Panther that could make the roster that is on said show. Mm-hmm. We can. We should do that. Is that something you're going to get on immediately, Fitty? Nah, it's Breaking Bad over here, man. And the problem is, once he watches <laughs> it, I know for a fact that he will love it because Last the Chance coaches you. coach in ways that mm-hmm. he would thoroughly enjoy. Great personal stories. Like it's it's one of those where I'm just I'm just trying to tell you it's like I did my son trying to put us on the game. Yeah, it's like I did with my son this weekend with Swagger. Like the the show on Apple T V plus with Ice Cube Son as the basketball coach. Haven't I seen put it. my son on it, he's hooked. I love it too. It sounds like I would be good. Or that would it be is, good for it's me. Really good. I'd be good to watch that. Um all right. This is what I originally planned with tossing out there for the people. Because <laughs> I did want to outsource some of our material today. We'll do that every now and then. It's seven eleven day. And I want myself am a huge fan of Slurpees. Love them. Okay. Fitty, you like Slurpees as well, right? Uh, who doesn't? Well, I don't know because Wes isn't necessarily the biggest sweet guy in the world. I know you oh, like sweets. on that cruise, man. Okay. Would have so thought differently. Was that a game changer? <laughs> I was eating a lot of candy on that cruise. All right. So let's go to break. And I wanted, I just want to do something. If you want to break in radio, listeners, help us out with some content. Give us a segment. Give us something to do. Like workshopping an idea for 7-Eleven Day. I don't know if we send Shroppy to go get us some Slurpees, different flavors, do some kind of Slurpee review. I don't know if there's gas station food that we'd be willing to try. I don't yeah. know if you're doing subs too. They got something going with subs. I think you get free subs and Slurpees too. Oh, subs and Slurpees, the best combo <laughs> of the game, like Kobe and Shaq again, a hundred percent. So help us out with some kind of Seven Eleven content. Maybe we could do during the show, and then we can talk more Tom Cruise. This would be just like hanging out in the basement, chilling with your homies, where yeah. it's just Seven Eleven eating Slurpees, talking Tom Cruise movies. That's gonna be the <laughs> mood of the show. Eating <laughs> <a> sub. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll get to Summer League takes as well. No Scoot Henderson tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. How disappointed are you in not being able to see the number two and number three overall picks go at it? We'll get to all of that in just a moment. It's Weston Walker off and rolling something serious. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Happy 7-Eleven day to you from Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Has QT taken over 7-Eleven as the best convenience store out there? Yeah. And I call that God's convenience store. Is it fair to say that it used to be 7-Eleven, pretty universally known, and then QT took over? I'd say so, yeah. I could agree with that. I think there are some sheets truthers out there. Yeah. Wawa. Wawa, not around here, but Wawa's people love. And you talk about the subs there as well. Now, just Matt and Greensboro, thank you for helping us all out. But in case you did think the sub deal was going on all day, it actually ended at noon. So 7-Eleven kind of covering their behind, making sure they don't lose money right. <laughs> on the free subs that they're giving out. But 7-Eleven, I do feel like it was surpassed by QT because that's the one I go to now. And I feel very good every time I go into a QT getting whatever I want to. I'll tell you what, though. We get a Bucky's around here. Things are going to change. Yeah, Bucky's is a little bit different because it just feels it feels like it's in a different category. Because yeah. I don't think anybody would tell you a QT is better than Bucky's, right? No, because they just off of sheer size alone and what they carry. Yeah. Bucky's is head and shoulders above. I, I've never been to one. I yeah. just I just know from myths and legends that is Bucky's. <laughs> Willie P. I know has talked about it. And King of the Marlowe Militia, first one to write in. Bucky's is the daddy. The daddy move. Yeah, I've been to a Bucky's. <laughs> we were talking about that during the break. I've been, and that is definitely a destination uh-huh. every time we go to Myrtle Beach from here until infinity. It's the it is tradition for you. Yes. Um, we also asked everyone what kind of seven eleven content could we come up with today? I do want it to surround Slurpees somehow, just because I'm a huge fiend for the sweets, the slushies, the ice cream, all of it. I would like to have Slurpees in my life today. So maybe we could send Shroppy on a Slurpee run. But we did have Myron Goodman come in. 7-Eleven Slurpees are for kids. No adult should ever have a Slurpees. And then he said, milkshakes greater than Slurpees, which is (laughs) fine. But if drinking a Slurpee means you'll never be an adult, then I'm always going to be a kid. Why why is Myron, like he's like the Debbie Downer of the text line. Like, everybody's all excited. We're having a good time. And then here comes depressed Myron making the dude call me a kid. I want a Slurpee on the air, damn it. This is the second time we've been called immature with our Tom Cruise takes and our Slurpee takes today. Once from Wes being the old man and now Myron Goodman is being the old man. So you guys have something in common right now. Brian said maybe the best Slurpee combinations. My personal favorite is blue raspberry and lemonade or blue raspberry and cherry. 
tart, and sour overload. So maybe we could have a combination of some sort. Big Cat Dan wrote this in. In honor of Joey Chestnut crushing 62 Nathan's hot dogs in the home run derby last night, see how many 7-Eleven hot dogs y'all can crush as a show. Now, that would be some pretty funny impromptu stuff if we just sent Troppy on a big old hot dog run. It'd be looking like Nathan's uh, contest in here. I think there's a reason that the hot dog eating contest is not an indoor sport. And I, th- <laughs> I think we would find that out in the Planet Kia Studios if we tried it. Oh, um, It would be pretty gross. And I'm not trying. <laughs> Do you think they want to be associated with that? Oh, we're throwing up all over the Planet Kia Studios. I don't think they want. That's hey, not a plug they want. Any publicity is good publicity. Pub. Publicity. Yeah. It happened again. I cannot talk. <laughs> I get starting to become problematic. I might need to choose a credit. It happens some days. Path. Don't worry about it. Seth from Concord said 7-Eleven Donut Challenge. How many can you finish? And this is one that's good we can do right now. I already did some research on it. Somebody wrote in, maybe just try to figure out the best number seven and number uh, 11 athletes ever. Ooh, seven Mickey Mantle. Mm. Do you have another one? 11. Ooh. You just have the seven for us. Yes, uh, I would. Because seven, you know, Mickey, Mello. Mm-hmm. Eleven, though, I don't know at the top of my head. Kyrie right, wore eleven. I have a couple of duos for you. Your Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons and yep. Trayvon Diggs. Mm. Seven, eleven. Ooh. KD and Kyrie. Seven and eleven. Now, it wasn't a great duo as far as the success goes, but you have seven, eleven there. Let's take it to the Carolina Panthers. I've ranked. The four players to wear number seven of all time, to ever wear a Panther uniform, ever, okay? I've ranked them all. I'm going to put, this one's tough. People might get mad at me. I've got Shaq Thompson above Steve Berline. Is that fair? Do we need to put Berline above Shaq? I'm putting Berline above Shaq. Okay, longevity for Shaq. And I think Shaq's underrated just a little bit. But if you want to put Burr, I love Burline, man. So that one's tough. I didn't know what to do. This is all on the fly. Shaq, Burline, Jason Baker above Kyle Allen. Shaq, Steve Burline, Jason Baker, Kyle Allen. Those are all the athletes for Carolina to ever wear the number seven. Do you like that list okay? And you would flip Burline? And, yeah. Okay. I can rock with that. Okay. And then number 11 athletes to wear um, or to play for the Carolina Panthers. This one's a little tougher. Torrey Smith. P.J. Walker, Brandon LaFell. This is not in any order. Brenton Burson, Chosen Anderson. Remember, he was number 11 after he changed it. Brenton Burson, as I mentioned, uh, Shane Graham, Brandon Zilstra, Michael Ross. Those are the guys to wear number 11. I think of all of them. Brandon LaFell probably had the best run for the Carolina Panthers, even if uh, Torrey Smith was there, better career. I'll go Tory, uh, or yeah, I'll go Brandon LaFell with the best run on number eleven. Yeah, I'll fair? go with that too. Okay. I'm good with that. All right, so you can write some of that in. We'll try to figure out some Seven Eleven content as the day goes on. Let's talk a little more about summer league because we have a game tonight, Wes, and we saw the number one and number two picks go at it in Victor Wembanyama and Brandon Miller. That happened on Friday night. Tonight's game will feature the Charlotte Hornets and the Portland Trailblazers. Brandon Miller will suit up. Scoot Henderson will not. He had a shoulder injury. He suffered that on Friday when he took the court for the first time. 
He was out the next game, but they did not immediately list him out for the Charlotte Hornets contest, but that has come out in the last 24 hours that we will not see any Scoot Henderson. How disappointed are you in no Scoot Brandon Miller battle? Big disappointed. I definitely wanted to see this. Injuries always mess everything up, and I certainly wanted to see Scoot's encore, especially with the shoulder injury that he had. I wanted to see more of him and see if he's going to put up another consistent performance with what he did uh, the other night before he went out. So, yes, it is very disappointing. Yeah, I am, I'm disappointed, too. I think we got to see Brandon Miller somewhat rise to the occasion. Probably had the better game compared to Wimby. Wimby passing on full display had some wow moments because that's what you're going to get from a 7'5 guy that can handle the basketball a little. But he even told you after the game, Wimby said, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing out there. I, right, which is <laughs> frightening. Well, I don't know. I don't the the thing about it to me what what is frightening is that or that's not frightening I should say mm-hmm. I don't think anybody knows what they're doing out there. Summer league is a pretty hot mess. Yeah, that's true. And even with the Charlotte Hornets, yeah, looks like a hot mess every night. <laughs> every one of them. It looks like in fact Brandon Miller seems to be the only one playing in the right way compared to everybody else. I, they're running a lot of plays for James Booknight, and he's coming up firing. And Nick Smith Jr., Bryce McGowan's putting up a lot of shots. James Najee is just setting a ton of screens and playing defense. And, and so it doesn't look like anybody knows what they're doing. Yeah, I I think it's okay for Wimby to say that. Plus, we saw game two; it looked a lot better. They lost the game, but it looked it looked a lot better. I wanted Brandon Miller to step up against the guy that everybody booed Brandon Miller for uh, in, in, because they didn't take the guy right. he's about to face. You know that what I'm fire. saying? I wanted to see that battle take place on the court tonight, and we're not going to get it. And so that, to me, it is real disappointing. And a lot of people were living in pain watching Scoot Henderson go 4-4 of four from the field to start his uh, Friday night action in Summer League. Now, Scoot would go cold. He would end up going 5 of 13 on the night. Not a great shooting performance. Not awful, but not very good. And we've seen Brandon Miller have some inefficient nights here the last couple times out as well. Got the assist from Scoot. I thought defensively he looked very good. Got the ball taken away from him. But, I mean, Scoot looked, I think all in all, Scoot looked pretty damn good. Brandon Miller, I don't know, has had that control game. He hasn't taken over any contest that we've seen. It just hasn't happened. Yeah. What did you see from Scoot on Friday? How much do you worry about Brandon Miller? And Wes, I know you also talk about feeling vindicated in your, I don't think Scoot would fit with LaMelo take after watching him for it. Is that, is that correct to say? Well, yeah, I, I don't know that I'd say vindicated, but I just felt like I saw reasons why it would have been a little bit tough. Um, because when you watch Scoot play, he looks so comfortable with the ball in his hands, looks like the ball dominant guard that we thought that he was. And again, you know, you want to, you were gambling on drafting a guy that hasn't necessarily shown you a part of his game that you wanted him to do, meaning that if he comes here, he has to play off the ball. He didn't really prove a ton of that because he's always been a point guard, always had the ball in his hands, making plays for others and himself. And so when you watched him play, and granted, I know that uh, Damian Lillard more than likely is not going to be in Portland, so it's going to be his team with the green light, but he just looked like a ball-dominant guard to me that's at his best when he has the basketball making plays for himself and others. And I just felt like that, as I said, pre-draft, that with LaMelo, that would have taken away uh, some of his shine, and not in a selfish way, but LaMelo is a true point guard, even though I know he likes to shoot his threes and things of that nature. But LaMelo's still a guy that's a pass-first player. He wants to find other guys, make them better, and I feel like the ball belongs in his hands 
And so for him to have to split duty with a guy like Scoot Henderson, I don't think that that would have been uh, the best thing because when you watch Scoot out there, he just looked like, uh, like I said, a lot of the new age ball dominant kind of combo looking guards, even though he does pass the ball well. I just felt like that you could kind of see that Brandon Miller would be the better fit just based off the games of the two. Yeah, 919 wrote in, here goes Scoot's defense attorney. I mean, I don't <laughs> I, look. Go, What's your law firm called? Well, go look at Twitter's, t- go look at your Twitter timeline, all right? Like, it wasn't me. I didn't tweet a thing about Scoot Henderson. It was everybody else telling you how much he was going to be a star, okay? I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to use Summer League as any point to say Brandon Miller is going to be the right pick or Scoot is going to be the right pick. Scoot looked great. He did. And Brandon hadn't had the takeover game. But I do think Scoot is going to have a better chance to take over because he's bringing the ball up the floor. And the roster construction, it's not great. Now, I think it's fair to ask your number two overall pick to have a takeover game despite all of the factors around him. I know that they don't have a point guard. I know that when Justin Robinson's not out there on the floor, that... It's not going to be fantastic with Nick Smith Jr. bringing it up the floor or Bryce McGowan's or James Booknight. And even when Justin Robinson's on the floor to put the number two overall picks performance in Robinson's hands, probably not a great thing either. But also it's okay. Well, he got up 15 shots against Wimby. He got up 18 shots this last time out against the Lakers. Shots not falling. Fine. There is some self-creation that I worry a little bit about, but LaMelo is going to change the calculus on all of this. And so that is the defense of Brandon Miller. And it's a really good one because I do do think off ball, when he hits his shots, he's going to hit at a higher clip than he is right now in summer league. It's just going to happen that way, which is great. When LaMelo is a part of the equation, Brandon is going to play a lot better. And this is why we can't make any sweeping statement until we get to preseason And even the regular season, we get a 20-game sample size and start to form our opinions. And even then, we're going to have to have this discussion like three years out just because that's how some of these trajectories go. Yeah, and so I think that um, it'll be interesting tonight to see how he comes out and plays because you want to see more efficiency. My thing with the the young players on the Hornets team is where – it's some of the basketball IQ. You know you guys have been getting your butts kicked. You know you have been inefficient in pretty much all facets of the game. Why well, can't a, a cat like Book Knight say, okay, I need to take more of a point guard role and distribute a little bit more, things of that nature, and guys just kind of change their mindset. Maybe they're not out there to win games. Maybe that's not to go, the goal. Maybe it's to, you know, come out and – show that they're going to be an integral part of the roster going forward or show their scoring prowess. But it's like, can't you guys adjust and say, hey, we want to win some basketball games here. Let me change my role in this way because Book Knight can. Uh, he's capable of breaking down a defense and getting in there and passing the ball and finding guys and things like that. So that's the thing that perplexes me the most is no adjustments have been made. You come out as wash, rinse, repeat, and they've been getting beat down on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is coaching, too. It doesn't look great. Yeah. And James Booknight, they're drawing up plays for him to put up shots, and it, they're just not going in. And I've never considered Booknight a facilitator. As soon as they drafted him, he was the high-flying, electrifying player that he even told you himself, he and LaMelo in the backcourt, get your popcorn ready. Well, there's really no reason reason to eat Popcorn's popcorn, right? Burnt. Yeah, man, it's way burnt. You know, <laughs> ain't no reason to eat that. I'm throwing it away at this point. That's just how it is. And yeah. it's the third year, and here we are in Summer League, where you're playing against guys that are still trying to make the league, and Book Knight isn't standing out. There's nothing special about what he's done. Nothing. There are a couple flashes every now and then. I'm not trying to say the guy is void of talent, 
but there's not nearly enough for a third-year first-round pick for you to feel good about that guy. And by the way, he was a sophomore. He wasn't a freshman. So you're even talking about other guys that are drafted in the first round that are younger than Book Knight, who was a sophomore being drafted, and then this is his third season in the league. Yeah, it doesn't look great for what James can bring you. Now, going to Brandon Miller, not a sophomore, but an older freshman out of coming out of Alabama. He's I think he's even like older than a Jabari Smith. He's older than some of the guys that were drafted last year in the first, just an older player coming out of Alabama. And this is someone that you hope can still hit his prime a little bit earlier. Hopefully he can give us some good return on the investment sooner rather than later. And we all expect that playing with LaMelo. Steve Jones Jr. actually joined Mac and Bone yesterday. To det- uh, he told you that he understands the concern with Brandon, but there's no reason to be concerned right now. If you are going to be concerned, here are a couple factors as to why. I would understand the concern. Obviously, a high-profile pick, you're looking for certain types of performances, especially in this atmosphere. I would say this is about par for the course for summer league, early action. The biggest thing for me is probably the defense. If I had to put a concern, it would probably be the defense. That, again, is something that could be cleaned up with reps. But you want to see him develop a better base, be more active, uh, cut down on the fouling. The offense is going to come. We've seen flashes of his playmaking. We've seen uh, the ability to take shots. You wonder if in a better context in the regular season with the regular players, it looks a little bit better, a little bit cleaner. But mainly the biggest thing is probably the defense for me right now. What do you make of those comments from Steve Jones Jr., Wes? Uh, I think that, as you said, there's things that you have to worry about a little bit at this point, and then there's things to not. And so for Brandon Miller, as I said, the jury's going to be out until he's with the full complement of players because uh, you can look at a lot of these guys, and they're going to be role players at best for the Hornets. There are no starters out there, and there's a lot of uh, moving parts to be had. He talked about the defense and and. Um, the, the fouling, and so that's going to be interesting because once you get into the regular season, you don't have eight, nine fouls to be able to spend uh, out there mm-hmm. on the court. So he's going to really have to discipline himself and all while learning the NBA game on the fly. So when it really counts, when guys are really coming at you and you don't know what to expect. So I think that uh, he gave some food for thought there. All right, so uh, we're going to try to figure out some uh, some uh, Brandon Miller takes going forward, see if we can get the best from him tonight against the Portland Trailblazers without Scoot Henderson suiting up. And so we'll talk about that again tomorrow because it's not been the greatest start for him, but also I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Everything will be changed once you do have better NBA players you're playing with in the regular season. Let's go to the first Fitty Flash and then move to Willie P. What you got for us, Fitty? Fitty. All right, guys. Well, after initially being suspended for two weeks yesterday, Northwestern did officially fire head football coach Pat Fitzgerald, which University President Michael Schnell wrote or addressed in an open letter to the community saying, quote, the hazing we investigated was widespread and clearly not a secret within the program, providing coach Fitzgerald with the opportunity to learn what was happening. Either way, the culture at Northwestern football, while incredible in some ways, was broken in others. Wes, you went to the foul line yesterday on this matter. You even 
uh, tweeted out like the hand clapping emoji. Once the news kind of came to that he was getting fired, ultimately the right decision in, at, at, at Northwestern. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. The stuff that was going on was just disgusting. And you can't tell me, as I said yesterday, that nobody, I think they said they started this investigation in 2014. There was no player that said anything to anybody to where at least they didn't come to one of the assistant coaches of Fitzgerald and say, hey, man, I've been hearing some wild stuff about what your players have been doing with the Hayes and stuff. And and then he just chose not to look into it. Like As I said, coaches are the biggest taskmasters there is. They micromanage everybody. So to me, there's no way he didn't know anything about it. And I think to a man, if you put him on a lie detector test or Maury, whichever you want to do, and ask him about these allegations, I don't think that he passes. It was the decision that Northwestern had to make. And even with Pat Fitzgerald not exactly liking the decision, I guess if you get fired, I could understand that. But also, perhaps you need to understand the situation. And it looks like Fitzgerald might even fight this thing. We'll keep you updated if anything else comes about today on that matter. We'll also bring in Willie P in the Planet Kia Studios, the voice of Charlotte FC. Perhaps you heard him this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about him. Yes, going viral. And also, what's going on on the pitch. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WS. FNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Vargas in the area, still with it on the right side, stepping over, sending it back for Lindsay. Lindsay sends it back into the area for Swiderski. One touch, he scores! Another one for Swiderski! And that one was more impressive than the first! Hey, Willie P. That is the viral call over the weekend from your one, your only, our beloved. Willie P, Will Palachik, the voice of Charlotte FC. He's here. He's joining us in studio following all the fame that he received this weekend. How many times have you heard the call now, Willie? At least 77. No no short of a non-zero number more than 77. It's <laughs> incredible. And and again, as I've told people, I feel like I've gotten higher than that. And like again, the other part of this is that people are like, oh, he's he's doing that as a put on. It's just genuine excitement, man. Like I'm I'm not trying to sit here and and set timbre records. Although I did like that Pablo Maurer from the Athletic definitely measured it uh, via a uh, a timbre registering machine, and it said it got up to about 1250 hertz, which uh, would basically be uh, a pretty high level AM radio station given the the way that that uh, <laughs> that goes in. But uh, but no, it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of uh, it's been a lot of fun getting some recognition of it, and, and honestly, just recognition for the team, recognition for the two of us, and the and the work that we do. I want to get to Charlotte FC, 
But if you're going to have an article written about one call, mm-hmm. then we need to go ahead and spend some time on sure, this. Sure. That's legendary, sure. man. No question. So I'm not I'm not tired of talking about it. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Willie P, we'll give you that Willie platform. Um, <laughs> so, I love when Fiddy loves a joke. My When I was seeing this unfold, my first thought was, okay, one, because there are mean comments. Mm-hmm. Because there are absolutely mean comments that lead to Fiddy being referenced, although being called the eighth Twitter member. Not, so disrespectful, right? Your, na- your name now will be number eight the rest of the show. <laughs> because they don't reference you in this athletic article. But flounder. Mar- pe- market eight, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. People love, people came to your defense because some of the mean comments. But as this was unfolding. Mm-hmm. Real time, whenever you're privy to it, whenever you're starting to see the retreat, uh, retweets load up, the replies come in. What is going through your mind as you see this undeniably go viral? So I saw, so we first saw it like right after the game that Charlotte FC had posted the video. And initially I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, nice publicity for us. You know, any press is good press. And then I started scrolling and seeing some of the comments people were making and like, oh, Mickey Mouse this, Mickey Mouse that. And oh, this guy sounds like he has you know, not hit puberty yet. And that started to kind of make me feel a little bit mean. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that going to bed Saturday night, I didn't feel some kind of way. Right. But then I woke up Sunday morning and the thing just exploded. And it was, you know, again, probably more positive on Sunday morning than it was negative. And then, you know, I started hearing from some people across the uh, the industry, uh, people from Apple uh, texted and other commentators wow. throughout the league as well. And, and even also from people from the club as well, uh, uh, reached out, crack hour, reached out, Joe Labou reached out. It was, uh, it was great to feel that from, uh, from the fans base once the the initial rush of, of commentary came through and just going on the other side of that man for for people out there that are social media content creators and things of the like do you think that you could deal with a life of that like going viral like daily because you talked about the comments and all mm-hmm. of those things so like what do you feel like that would be like if that happened to you regularly? I, I, I don't know how people like, you know, Livy Dunn and the Cavender twins do it yeah. because they're on a whole nother scenario of type of comments because a lot of the comments from people who follow them are usually sexual in nature. Like people are just making fun of my voice. That's one thing. You know, who cares? Did you right? not get any sexual in nature comments? No, I, okay. I didn't. You know, people, there aren't that many people who actually want to hear, you know, what a man who sounds like Mickey Mouse does with his clothes off. But sounds real hot. At, at the same thing, you know, I don't understand how those people end up doing it. And I honestly feel like maybe it's a little bit of a pause for other people when it comes. I think maybe we'll, I at least will probably give some people a little bit more grace in some of those moments. At the same time, though, it is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Uh, what would well, your wife say now. about it? Yeah. What would your wife say? She, uh, I have to be honest, she kind of had the same feeling like I did. Like at first it kind of made her uncomfortable, but mm. then it, Basically, she kind of saw how cool it was, and then she started seeing the article. Uh, it was written on the Athletic, and you know she saw Joe Labou who had a tweet out this morning, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, made her, you know, get little tears of joy. So it was, it was pretty cool. All right, another question I have about this: mm-hmm. most surprising and or however you want to answer this famous reaction that you got something where somebody commented on it where a lot of people would know who it is what was so uh, Her- what hercules gomez who is a u.s men's national team yeah. former national league player uh he was having a conversation about it with Stu holden who does the games on fox uh nationally and they were Stu's getting ready to do a gold cup quarterfinal and they're talking about it so that was pretty cool um I actually heard from people uh, who I went to college with who I had not talked to in years. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Like, this is one, this wow. one, this one friend of mine, his name is Mike Kloss, just random dude. And he likes to put out a quote tweet. And I'm like, bro, we had like 
we were neighbors together in our freshman dorm room, and I haven't heard from you like since then, since we used to, you know, shotgun beers in the hallway. You know, like that. that that's how long ago we've, we've talked. And so as a result, it's uh, it's cool to get that kind of uh, response from people. Do you feel like now that every time you have one of those calls where your voice gets high pitched, you're going to be like, oh boy, like what's about to Here happen? And not well, that you're trying to, but do you feel like now this is going to become a regular thing? Well, it's weird. Jess asked me, she's like, okay, now let's be real. Are you going to like try to do this every time now? And I said, no, I'm not going to change the way I do things. I'm going to still be, still be me. Like I, I put out the Jamie Tart quote on Monday morning, you know, coach, I'm just me, you right. know, why would I want to be anybody else? And so, you know, I, I, maybe I'll be a little bit more cognizant of it, but at the same time, you know, one of the things, one of the big feedbacks that I got over the first year is that, Hey, you know, it's great to have that excitement. It's great to have those moments, but like, you don't have to go all the way to the high C every time you do a, a goal call because then it doesn't become special. You know, mm. like you need to save those for special moments. And I honestly feel like the two goals that Carol Svodorowski scored, I felt bad because I kind of flubbed the first one because I thought it was an own goal. I had no idea how he snuck behind the first man and got the flick on the goal. And they did it again. And it's like, dude, he did two Zlatans in a game when mm. we never had one. And it's like, yeah, that's one I can go a little ape over. Yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say... We have this a little bit already. I mean, 704 wrote, between Spanish radio for the Panthers, Eric Collins for the Hornets, and now Willie P for FC, Charlotte has the best play callers around. Viral and those City. Spanish dudes on Panthers also do FC as well. So well, it's the same same two dudes. So there you go. Well, and this is the thing with Eric Collins, right? And look, we, we don't have to get into play-by-play philosophy, but <laughs> Willie, the game has changed for you a little bit now. Of course. Right. Like, this is something where I have to imagine just industry talk out there in the well, open. People expect it now. Well, but but this is a but you do think that this can be turned into a good thing. At least I do. Because yeah, I do you're too. right. I imagine going to bed Saturday, I'd have been the same way. Because this is what we do. You go in your head a little bit, and then you start to try to sleep, and then you're thinking about all the bad comments. And I do, do people that I care about their opinions, what right. are they thinking? And then it starts to get real. And then... People come to your defense. You have the whole fan base. Like, this is our guy. Mm. That's got to be a very special thing, which I know I'm tapping into something you've talked about a little bit more so, but I feel like the feelings that you have should be emphasized in that way where now you have a real thing that you're on the map for and you're remembered for. Yeah, it's weird. Like, the the random dude who's got, like, 27 characters in his Twitter name, like, that's not what I care who about. Cares, man? You know, but, right. like, the people inside the Charlotte fan base, like, who are sitting there and saying, oh, you know, I hate this, and I saw something, you know, before I came on here, like, oh, our, our trash commentator is uh, getting national recognition for being a, a lunatic, et cetera. It's like, that's the stuff that's like, I mean, come on, guys. Like, I'm... I'm never. I didn't get into doing this to sound like a, a banshee, to sound like an idiot. I got into this because I love doing what I'm doing. You know, I. You guys are a little bit younger than me. When I first started doing games and doing radio, like Twitter wasn't a thing. So like, I didn't know how to handle that mm. when it kind of burst on the scene. I, did, I had no training on how to figure that out. I always thought that you know people being critical about you would be whispers behind the scenes that you never hear about. But fr- from that aspect. I do like that it did kind of turn the other way, and and it it was used as a positive for a lot of people. Yeah, because when I read the comments, man, I was thinking about you as well. I was like, dang, I was like, that's got to stink. But then, like, how much does your brain just gravitate? And it's crazy how much as people, our brain gravitates to the negative, and we don't choose to look at the positive. And now you have to be excited, though, because people, for for better or for worse, are going to start checking out FC now because they want to hear your calls. They're going to be sitting there like, man— I can't wait for these guys to score a goal so I can hear this guy. And they'll be calling their friends and like, yo, you got to hear this guy whether they love it or not. And that's and that's what I hope happens, Wes, because I, I want it to be a scenario where, 
it really just does the club well. Like, cause I think that that's the end of the day. That's our job is we do the games as a promotional vehicle for the club, as a way to make sure that the club gets coverage as a way that uh, we make sure people who can't see the games on Apple TV can hear them. Or if you want to watch it on the MLS season pass, cause that's honestly how it happened. And and I said this in the piece that uh, we did with the athletic is that, you know, if it wasn't for Apple doing the uh, radio calls above mm-hmm. the pretty pictures, there's no way this gets recognized. It was the first time they had actually showcased our calls during a game. So because it was happening in that high volume area as a game call, that's the first video anybody ever saw of, of Carol Svodarski's second goal. That's what got it the recognition that it Look did. It so it's a, so Apple gets a, a big, big kudos for that. Uh, organically, to have something that just comes about that is your thing, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic move for a play-by-play announcer where bang just happens naturally for Mike Breen. It's not manufactured. Mm-hmm. It's a thing, and it came naturally. I'm really excited, honestly. Like This is going to be great. And so we got into the feelings a little bit, and we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. But it is cool to see how all this unfolds and changes the game for you. It does. I mean, it, it's at the end of the day it's all about trying to get like i said all that attention on the club but i like getting the attention myself too and honestly as you should as as the uh as somebody who comes into this business you know at the age that i'm at you know a lot of stuff's been done you know like there's not a lot of unique things that can be done there's not a lot of originality anymore it seems like everything is an homage to somebody else there are people now who are using marv albert's yes and people who are using mike brain's bang you know it's it's a scenario where it's great that there can be still something that has a little bit of originality to All it. Right, I know we're way over time, but I want to get mad at me if you want, people. I need to keep him in for a Disney movie ranking top five rapid fire, Willie, if sure. you will please me. Get the sound ready, Fitty. We're <laughs> going to play the call for any yes on a Disney movie or thumbs down. This is according to Rotten Tomatoes, the top five Disney animated movies of all time. Sure. You will give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on your movie website that we're going to theoretically bring up now. Number five, Snow White. Does it get the Willie P sign of approval? Thumbs up, definitely. Seven dwarves, how can you hate it? <laughs> Number four, Dumbo. Thumbs down. I don't like elephants. Okay, that's good. We don't have <laughs> Yes, there you go. Fitty, dynamic. 101 Dalmatians. Number three. Thumbs up. Pongo, Cruella, gotta love it. Pongo's a great name. Number two, huge surprise, Zootopia. 2016. Zootopia was dope. I'll say that. Okay. I've, never, I've never seen Zootopia. It's great. So. You should watch it. Like Middle thumb. Okay, and uh, number one <laughs> Disney animated movie of all time, Pinocchio. Oh, thumbs up, definitely. Okay. I uh, There's a picture of me somewhere, and probably now that my parents are here, I could probably find it. There's a picture of me eating breakfast with Geppetto at Disneyland as a child. Oh, wow. That's the dismount. I need that photo. <laughs> I knew you would. That's, that's the dismount. The great Willie P, voice of Charlotte FC. You can catch him right here at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Thank All you. right, let's go to break. We're uh, already over time. We'll be back with plenty Viral. more. Bye, Walker.